Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast. Um, it's really kind of you all to download. Really appreciate the support and um, I'm glad you're enjoying the uh, podcast that we're doing. A lot of it is down to my friend and co-host Nevin. Hello Nevin, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's been a long time now. <laughs> yes, I, uh, we were just saying before we started recording um, that we've had a bit of a winter break here in the um, Premier League and um, we've somehow ended up having a winter break ourselves for, for a couple of weeks. So it's really good to talk to you. Um, a lot's been happening in the past weeks. How, how have you spent the past few weeks? Busy? Uh, it's been a lot of football, as usual, so uh, following that. And... Uh, Generally, being just uh, also exploring my, uh, myself in terms of uh, writing a little bit of film reviews and uh, stuff like that. So, just been uh, keeping myself occupied. Well, there's enough to occupy in sports, but it's good that you're branching out um, into uh, <laughs> films. Uh, I then ask, uh, they're not Bollywood films, are they? Are they Hollywood? They're actually Malayalam, oh, it's right. in Bollywood, yeah, it's in Malayalam uh, film industry, which is quite uh, good and arguably India's best. They produce a lot of these uh, really good movies. So, yeah. since I'm a Malayali myself and uh, a keen consumer of uh, films, so I thought might as well give it a shot. So, yeah. God, you, one, yeah. Your bow, I mean, the number of strings that you keep attaching to your bow, <laughs> it's it's getting huge. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you, my knowledge of the general film industry in India is very poor. But the little I do know is that the South Indian movies are really huge. The actors are huge. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting, especially if you write it in um, Asiaville and uh It'll be interesting to you. And I also think uh, sometimes uh, as journalists, it's important that you, uh, you know, work on domains that you're not really comfortable in. One, because uh, it opens up your range in writing and uh, opens up your vocabulary a lot. Sometimes as a sports writer, you you are comfortable with a certain set of words that you keep using in all your articles and all that. And suddenly you've uh, you've you've thrown yourself a, a task of uh, covering a movie, and then that's when like a lot of new words start appearing in your writing. And also another thing that I've noticed is that as a sports writer, as a football writer, sometimes you tend to take uh, minimal risks because you are like afraid. What if this pisses off a team or the federation or anything? I mean, I'm generally not somebody I was going to say you're quite neutral for, yeah. <laughs> yeah but but generally at least in the back of my mind it's there like what happens if uh, the All India Football Federation is pissed with my article or whatever yeah. but when I'm writing a film I'm completely free because I don't care mm. like if this actor is annoyed with me I don't care I can be really brutal <laughs> and honest <laughs> with my review so yeah. yeah I think it's nice I think all all journalists should occasionally venture out and write something that they're not really comfortable in. Well, it does say something that the actors are usually a, a lot more thick-skinned uh, than uh, football federations and uh, some f- <laughs> yeah, football yeah, teams. <laughs> That's a statement in itself. But there's a script yeah. um, that even if I, if you saw it in Malayalam, I think you would say, no, this is unre- This is not real. This is not real. Um, Chennai, what a script. That's a, that's a movie yeah, a, ready a to be script. made. 
<laughs> absolutely absolutely and uh, look at the 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 person who uh, wrote the script as well owen coyle yeah like we, all of us were like super critical about this guy coming no more in. than I me i thought i i think i think he deserved that slotted arsenal <laughs> he should have been the arsenal coach uh, well, what a fantastic turn around his... and what good football it's not been some lucky um you know just getting off some one mil victory or something this has been fantastic football it's it's been like everything that you uh, uh, perhaps uh, loved about football it's 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 it going back to that uh, quote by uh, cryf you know wherein he said football is a very simple game but to keep it simple is very difficult right so it's uh, owen coyle has just gone out and done the very simple things but he's gone done it about uh, gone about doing it so uh perfectly that uh, chennai has been playing some really good football and i think they are, they they should be favorites with fc goa to uh win win the isl title well i i i have to go back to um december when he was appointed to replace uh, john gregory and you know what my comments yeah. were and um yeah. <laughs> they've been proven so badly wrong it's unbelievable and you say the quality of football um i was just looking at the stats obviously uh, last seven games unbeaten 19 yeah. goals um conceded yep. only six and this is yeah. pretty much they didn't buy anybody um you know yeah. as a star name um yeah. is it all down to Aaron Coyle or was it the players that were there weren't being you know motivated by John Gregory i mean this is an incredible uh, turnaround in stats yeah, everywhere uh, to be fair to John Gregory i thought he was slightly you know starting to get it right towards the end of his career that but he seemed jaded he wanted to leave himself so uh maybe that all it required was a uh, you know breath of fresh air and uh, it's not like coil came and did something uh, something super he just did that he just brought about some uh, uh, some small changes and also i think we we keep uh, forgetting this that uh, a lot of the times we tend to hype up these dutch and uh, spanish coaches and all just because they come from a certain country and we don't give the same respect to english coaches because of the certain english way of football but this is a manager who is uh, uh, managed top flight football and that's very rare in india like you don't get uh, premier league quality managers and he was a quality manager was once started to you know uh, be the arsenal manager so sometimes i think we we forget that fact we just looked at him as an english coach or just the fact that he's not performed well in the last few years and we judge that way imagine if uh, we had a, a spanish coach who who uh, who was coming in and uh, after managing say a real betis or something that that's huge right mm. so so we i thought we probably never including myself we didn't give them uh, give owen goyle the respect he deserved just because he was english so uh, glad to be proven wrong i hope uh, uh, i hope this is the start of uh, good coaches coming in and uh, and uh, like i said uh, it's not necessarily that all english coaches have to play a very uh, negative brand of football or something you you seeing uh, brendan rogers producing really good football here with uh, your own team so it's not like uh, so called english coaches or people from the united kingdom will only play bad football so 
well, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that because I've been proven yeah. wrong hugely. But uh, uh, I know what you're saying about Aaron Quill. He he has managed, but that was a while ago. But I, I've been so impressed uh, looking from afar in terms of the turnaround. And uh, mm-hmm. But even the squad, um, the players that he had, I mean, there's obviously he's got a few um, Indian national players, you know, but in yeah. terms of the foreign stars, uh, the one mm-hmm. that obviously stands out is, um, what's his name? D- is he uh, Lithuanian or he's from um, somewhere? Uh, v- Valskis? Valkis, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, for me, I thought, uh, uh, for me, my favorite player has been Rafael uh, Cravillero. I think he's been like the 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 fulcrum for everything positive i know valkis valkis has been scoring a lot of goals but uh, this guy has been like absolutely phenomenal in the midfield he's looked a, a class above the rest uh, uh, he uh, yeah, i think against bangalore there was one move where he outfoxed delgado and i thought that was <laughs> setting the bar wherein like hey i'm here to you know dominate the league and it has been a pleasant surprise because we never saw all this in the first half of the season. I don't know where these... Uh, it's like it's like that Space Jam movie and Owen Coyle came and gave <laughs> them that liquid and said, <laughs> once you once you take a sip of this liquid, you're going to, you know, start playing uh, great uh, uh, great football. And it's, it's, it's been like that. Just, they can't stop scoring goals. They're good defensively. Even Lucien Goyen is playing well. I mean, I thought he was the biggest uh, problem in that team. I still don't. I still think he's the biggest liability in that uh, uh, Chennai squad. But even he came up with the winner that finally uh, got them a playoff spot. So I think uh, this episode will not be critical about uh, anything Chennai, and, and we we'll just no, appreciate uh, the fact that uh, abs- yeah, absolutely not. No, um, I yeah. think we said it a few um, weeks ago um, when they were starting on this run that we hope uh, they deserve to get into the playoffs. Um, yeah, that's a little bit of credit. I think I personally will take that. You know, I'm I'm rooting for Chennai <laughs> yeah. now because they had such a bad season, and it'd be an incredible story. Yeah. And they finished it. And but looking at the, I mean, the game against Mumbai, um, I read and saw little bit clips in on YouTube and what have you. Uh, it seemed a very, very tight game. Was the sending off the crucial yeah, factor? I, I believe so because uh, Mumbai uh, Mumbai was that uh, uh, that team that uh, that uh, that could have upset the rhythm. They they can play it ugly. They can upset the rhythm. They've you've seen it multiple times with Bangalore struggling against Mumbai. So. Uh, Mumbai was a team that was capable of uh, spoiling it for Chennai. The fact that they came through it and won the match shows how how much this team has developed. And uh, uh, congratulations to them for making it to the playoffs. Which means I can watch more ISL matches now so <laughs> in yeah. Chennai. <laughs> yeah, you're right in the middle of uh, your adopted city yeah. at the moment. Um, yeah. A lot happening. and a lot Maybe of... I should get credit. What happened mid-season is that I moved to this city and <laughs> things have only been positive for Chennai since then. Nobody is giving me enough credit for this. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, the supporters of uh, Chennai, and I know you've got quite a few friends um, with the club. <laughs> yeah. um, hopefully they'll appreciate this and you might be adopted as a mascot uh, but obviously uh, it's high time so there is this uh, there is this fact also I've never seen uh, Chennai lose a match in Chennai so whatever matches that I've actually gone to they've never lost wow so I've got the unbeaten run uh, at Jawaharlal Nehru Stadium as well but uh, 
let's let's see let's see how uh, this includes uh, victories against kerala blasters so <laughs> it's not like i've been doing my home team uh, a lot of favor but <laughs> well they were <laughs> yeah. incredible games against the blasters a lot of goals in both the games so yeah. um you, you saw two entertaining games um but um yeah true. um with two games to go obviously we know that um goa and atk won't play each other it'll be uh, bengaluru and chennai and we need to just see where they finish but i think chennai will be the team the other even goa will want to avoid yeah i i i agree i think uh uh right now they are the team in form right now and regard this is me uh, this is me saying this regardless of the fact that goa has been scoring a lot of goals themselves mm. it's not like they they are playing poorly they are also playing like really good football and uh, uh, uh clifford miranda has sort of taken the team from lobera and uh, just tweaked a little and they may they look slightly more defensively resolute and that's that's even more worrying for opponents because goa's only problem was leaking goals now they've stopped leaking goals as well so uh but th- despite goa playing this well i still think uh, uh the momentum is with chennai so mm. that's a team i think all, all the other three would be keen to avoid yeah and that's what they say here in, in the uh, championship and what have you that uh, the team mm. that c- comes in late with form yeah. is the one to avoid um we've yeah. uh, you know given a lot of credit quite rightly to chennai and, and the performance and incredible uh, 2020 they've had but also obviously yeah. we need to speak about the champion club of uh, india uh, goa um and yeah. the shield that they've um, created for the winners of the isl league stage um and i read somewhere I, i don't know if it was on twitter or somewhere but uh, and i agree with the sentiment that regardless of the playoff um results and whoever wins the playoffs yeah. i think goa are the true champions of india absolutely absolutely and that's how it should be as well a league is a league and uh, you have to credit the winner for being the best amongst the amongst the 10 teams so i am also a purist that way in terms of uh, uh i'm not a huge fan of this knockout uh, uh knockout uh, phase of the phase of the tournament i think uh, you should always credit the uh, the team that was consistent throughout the season so that way goa is definitely hands down the winners and they've entertained they've scored a lot of goals uh, they've given chance to a lot of local athletes so you can't really pick any anything wrong with fc goa i think that's why you see fans from across across the other teams as well i just genuinely happy that fc goa has gone and won this thing there's no like uh no bitter fans out there saying oh no goa didn't deserve this and other teams should have won it everybody hands down agrees that uh, goa deserved it so uh i think it's uh, also i think we should mention sergio lobera mm. i know uh, <laughs> clifford miranda is a uh, one who's who whose name will be uh mentioned in the history as a as a, as a coach who guided the uh, the team to the uh, the the shield but the fact that lobera created this team and uh, the fact that they're playing one of i mean beautiful football i think we should definitely not forget the spaniard and um you might know this more uh, better than me uh, top of your head but has goa ever won the league i know they've not won the super no, no. league no they haven't they've just won the super cup 
Right. They've never won the, yeah, won the league. So, so it's an incredible achievement for them to win it first time in, yeah. in such a margin yeah. as well. And like you said, um, yeah. I know when we started the coverage and the incredible f- football they were playing. and uh, But it's just um, panned out throughout the season, although they had a blip where they were, you know, and we talked about it on the pod as well, that they were reverting to a different style. But they've been yeah. a very entertaining team. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And going into um, the playoffs, uh, obviously we won't know the final stage. We know the four teams. Um, do, do, do you see a bit of a, like we've got a top six here in the EPL, I keep referring to that just mm-hmm. for comparison sake, but is there a bit of a top three now being developed because of the uh, nature of Indian football with ATK, BFC and Goa? Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of results, I think uh, ATK and Chennai have also been there uh, if you look at the past seasons, right? So, both of them have won two titles each. So, in terms of results, yes. But uh, the thing with ATK is that they've been very la- uh, largely like inconsistent in terms of personnel and style and all that. So, for us to sit down and say ATK is a, is a, uh, is a setup that will be there forever, you never know because tomorrow things can change. All of them, uh, uh, like uh, uh, all of the players can change, the coach can change. So it's been very uh, start-stop that way for ATK. That's my only concern. They've been performing well. They're one of the most successful team, if not the most successful team in uh, in the ISL. But the fact still remains that they've, uh, they've not consistently stuck on to a manager or an ideology or something. So that way... I don't, I don't place them alongside a BFC or a Goa who've sort of stuck to a certain ideology and with the same set of players. Mm. That's it. it. It does look like uh, ATK are here to stay considering they're now going to tie up with Mohan Bagan and that's going to be a huge franchise yeah. then. So they're definitely not going to take their foot off next season. And uh, Chennai, by the looks of it, will continue to do what they do. So if they can, like... Uh, use this platform to, uh, uh, you know, put in some consistency and uh, you know, produce another season. I think the, these four will establish themselves as the top four and not just the top three. But for me, it's it's Bangalore and uh, FC Goa in terms of consistency. And then ATK and Chennai look the, look the other two who can challenge the top two forever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but no other team has come close to that kind of consistency. Yeah, I, I was just um, thinking of the merger with Mohan Bagan and the uh, new team that will be established. That is a, potentially a powerhouse. But yeah, I agree with what you say um, in terms yeah. of Goa and Bengaluru. Consist- consistency over the past few years has shown them to be the big two. But hopefully, they'll. Yeah. I think they'll only be good for football in India. That uh, there's, a, there's yeah. a, a few powerhouses and no dominant single team. Um, talking mm-hmm. of uh, BFC and um, you know what we've said about how big a club they are, how does a mm-hmm. club from India lose to a club from um, Maldives? Oh, it's not new. <laughs> we keep seeing this. It's the, new to me. Uh, The thing is, uh, regular leagues, uh, higher competition, consistency on that side. So, Marseille is not like a a, a bad side. We've always heard of them. They're a top uh, Asian side, uh, especially in this part of the... uh, I mean, see, in terms of personal, in terms of money, they're nowhere close to the Indian clubs. But 
in terms of uh, it's not just so it's like abani dhaka for example every year you hear about abani dhaka and they are a team coming from bangladesh but they've consistently uh, challenged indian teams they've beaten chennai city they've beaten minerva so chennai in rather sorry uh, they've beaten minerva so it's it's not entirely surprising but we should also talk about how poor bfc has been this season i think uh, uh, there is very little conversation uh because there is generally this impression that uh, quadrat is a good coach and he's coming off uh, a season where uh, they actually went out and won the league but i thought i i've been really disillusioned by the way bfc has been playing their football uh they look very uh, uh, toothless in their attack mm. uh it, it seems like they have a core uh, for foreign nationals who will protect them from a lot of uh, goals but they're very rigid and strong in their defense but uh, once they get the ball it's just pushing it to the diagonals hoping one of their wide men will do something and the likes of danta ashik all of them have disappointed this season so uh bfc has not been playing really well and uh, i think a lot of teams will look back and think oh we gave bfc too much respect and that's probably how they nicked some points off us because i think the match against kerala blasters was uh, was another example of how uh, a very average kerala blasters team playing a 4-4-2 dominated a bangalore side so it's not even like uh, uh, kerala was lucky to come away with that win they outplayed bangalore and these are uh, these should be uh, matters of concern for the bangalore management i think who slacked off this summer they didn't recruit really well in the summer even the whole uh, winter transfers of uh Deshaun Brown and all haven't really been that impressive so i thought bangalore took their foot of the uh, pedal thinking they don't know we've covered and we are a very good side but what other teams have gone out and done is that they've they've up their game so the fc goas and the atks have up their game and now bangalore is uh, seen a little and i i i would i would in fact think that uh, chennai could even finish third in the in the table because i don't think bangalore is in form and uh, atk will be fancying a victory today so well uh, 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 kudrat has says that he, he's going to rest quite a few players um for the second leg of the afc cup oh, yeah yeah so so that might be yeah, a sign yeah but i think correct, correct. what you say about bfc is also true when um, i mean obviously it's Uh, Sunil is a legend but he's a top scorer with nine goals there and uh, when you look at the goals scored by uh, BFC it's half of uh, what um, Goa has scored so that tells you a little bit yeah. about the type of football um yeah. but uh, do you think uh, AFC is AFC Cup is a bit of a distraction and um, you know it's not got the same um, shouldn't be shouldn't be for a club that takes real pride in their uh, Asian affair Uh, this is a club that has been like known for its love for uh, the Asian football. Their fans keep preaching about it twenty four seven about how <laughs> they are the Asian club and uh, all that stuff. So they they were prepared for this. They badly wanted this uh, Asian uh, Asian affair. So it's a little unfair. It's a little sad that they are not taking it seriously. And uh, uh, it's very important for India that they perform well so that we keep our quota of. Uh, uh the 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 slots in in afc uh, afc competitions so uh i i was a little disappointed but uh, hopefully there's one more leg and they have come away with a, a, a an away goal so it's probably not the 
and there's a story for Bangalore in uh, Asia as well. But, yeah, you th- uh, you think generally I think uh, generally I feel they they have a little uh, less direction this season. They've really struggled up front. I think we need to talk about Udante as well. I don't think he should be India's number one anymore as a winger because he's been like very awful in front of goal and he's not even providing a lot of assist. So he's having a dip. Ashik's right space has still not been found. They played him as a left uh, wing back, left back. Now they they're trying him in the right wing. So he's also uh, looking a little dazed. Sometimes probably best to try him out as a center forward as well, which we haven't seen a lot this season. But with uh, Constantine tied it out, and uh, he was quite good as a center forward. So we we never know. So I just been a little disappointed with Bangalore. Yeah, uh, but I agree that uh, second leg. You think uh, that. Um... Bangalore should come through and qualify for the uh, group stages, uh, which will be uh, interesting to see how they get on with that, because I think there's two Indian clubs in the same group, which is very different to how things are here in the um, Europa League. But talking about the Champions League, will that be a money spinner for Goa? Do you think that... Because obviously here it is, but I I, I don't know what it's like... um, Oh, it is is big. It is big in terms of... uh... Uh, Goa will be the first Indian team to play in the in the Champions League because we've so far been playing in the in the qualifier stages and we've never made it to the actual Champions League. So that that's big. And uh, uh, Goa again a uh, 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 a franchisee, a management that has been like really looking forward to building a a very solid side. So they've invested big in terms of uh, getting the right people for the background staff as well. So it it it's it's a whole. Uh, the setup in Goa is quite nice. They they hired the right uh, analytics guy. They hired the uh, the right uh, media manager. So they've they've been building towards this. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, if uh, uh, I, I mean I I'm expecting Goa to take this really seriously. And there's mm-hmm. also money on offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Champions League brings uh, a certain quota of money for uh, uh, for these clubs. So that that will help them invest in maybe a better player in in better. Uh, infrastructure, whatever they want to invest in, but uh, generally, I'm I'm expecting Goa to take this forward really nicely. Yeah, and I think you know, being in the group stage, uh, playing against um, the top teams will just only yeah. improve footballers generally. Definitely, and uh, like you say, you should and even help uh, attract. Yeah. Uh, say good footballers to the club as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, we've got two leg uh, semi-finals coming up. Um, like we said, we're not sure about uh, the lineup. It could be um, Goa, Chennai, ATK, and um, BFC. Um, is it too early to call? I know we said Chennai is the team to avoid uh, because of the momentum they've got. But uh, just looking forward, um, sort of, to the semi-finals and uh, final. Um, don't uh, don't rule out ATK because they've got the personnel to do it, and Roy Krishna is in form, so. That guy alone can change a lot of things, and uh, with Habas, there is also prior experience with the Indian leagues and how to handle these kind of situations. So, uh, don't rule out the ATK. I think they are also they are a formidable side, and uh, they'll also be very interesting to watch out. I think, uh, uh, thankfully, we are not going to see an FC Goa versus ATK because that would have been a very interesting uh, conflict of styles in Habas's pragmatism and FC Goa's uh, purity of football. So. That's not going to happen. So, but like, uh, uh, if it's if it's a 
if it's atk versus chennai i think that'll be a very interesting uh, battle because uh, both are very good sides and uh, bangalore probably won't even like mind uh, uh, i say i don't think for bangalore it makes a difference uh, whether they they finish third or fourth i think uh, uh, all the other opponents are uh, are equally uh, are equally good and they're very unlikely to get uh, i mean they they will not get chennai anyway so i don't mm-hmm. think between atk and fc goa they will they will have a favorite yeah but i think one thing's for sure they're going to be cracking games uh, incredible yeah, teams absolutely. and um you know it, 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 it my, being my first season of the um, isl um it, i'm really looking forward to the semi finals the two legs because they are so uh, big teams and then chennai coming in with the momentum i think it's something really to look forward to um so yeah. hopefully we'll see uh, a few goals i know they can be tight affairs uh, two leg semi finals uh, do away goals count on that or they don't uh i i i don't think it matters right i'm okay. sorry i just uh, got a little uh, i don't think it matters in in isl i, I need to cross check it but uh, i don't think away goals matter it's uh, so if it's like a 3-1 and a a uh, 4-2 i think it still goes to extra time and penalties right so again yeah. looking forward to it and um yeah i i will clarify this though so i i'm i'm also a little confused i remember that uh, uh game between chennai and uh, uh kerala where it uh, it finished 3-0 uh, 3-0 but it was the same score so that date uh you couldn't like uh, count the away goal f- uh, factor but uh, I'm I'm still scratching my head over what was the rule. All right. No, no, it's just uh, yeah. also that that sometimes leads to tight games. But I was looking at the results in the past few years and they seem to be a lot of goals in the semi-finals which is quite unusual. Yeah. Um but um yeah, something really to look forward to in the next couple of weeks and um I'm Absolutely. Um, yeah. But just a, a thought for Mumbai and I saw the uh, the tweets from their fellow clubs around the world wishing them well. Um that's a sign of the future, isn't it? That uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, Mumbai definitely. is going to get some sort of investment um and uh, they they want that club to be successful. No, of course, of course. I think City Group is very aggressive that way, so I don't think they'll have it any other way. Yeah. Uh, if they are here, they will they will obviously look to go big and uh, in india they probably have a easy route as well it's not a very fairly established uh, league where they'll have to spend cro- uh, like a lot of money to uh, start clicking uh, a good investment in the summer is good enough to make a team that's going to challenge for the trophy so uh, expect them to turn out really well next season they they, they were i thought a little unlucky to miss out on the playoffs themselves they with the with the limited squad that they had they did produce decent football but uh, chennai's momentum and the way they've been playing so uh, they got a little unlucky i suppose it's not yeah. like every season you will have teams doing this yeah absolutely but i'm, I'm i know I'm, i just said a few seconds ago i'm really looking forward to the playoffs and the final because we've got top teams there but i'm already already looking forward to um, next season's next season. uh, isl because <laughs> yeah. you know we talked about mumbai we talked about the new yeah. club at 80k but then you see yeah. uh, there's talks of um, other clubs merging so it's going to be yeah. a very interesting summer yeah, there as are well talks of uh, red bull being really interested yes. in fc goa yeah. so 
Uh, that's another very interesting combination. Red Bull is a is a very uh, good investor. They've always uh, absolutely uh, uplifted uh, teams. And imagine them going and doing that to an FC Goa, who's already ridiculously good. So yeah, no, that'd they, be a very interesting. They've got a yeah. very very good reputation of bringing young players yeah. in and uh, developing them. So if that model can be uh, brought in, especially with a yeah. team like Goa, that's going to be in the uh, Champions uh, League. I think yeah. will only be uh, really good for Indian football. So a lot of positives yeah. already for next year. Um, <laughs> I just want to uh, talk about, and we've talked about a few mergers, um, but very, very quickly about uh, the new club that's potentially coming up in Delhi. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at that, uh, supporters. Yeah. Um, is that feasible? Is that doable? We've heard these kind of similar stories pop up across the country, but we've never seen it like, uh, uh, you know, actually materialized. But uh, right folks are behind it, uh, uh, like the, the likes of Shadi Pravagran and uh, a lot of uh, good names are uh, being uh, uh, mentioned. So hopefully uh, we can start dreaming and the fact that we will have a, a football club in Delhi because it, that that side of India really deserves a football club. There's just Minerva Punjab mm. representing the whole of uh, uh, that north north belt. So mm. uh, so we need as many clubs as possible. Especially if you look at how say Haryana has performed well in uh, say Kelo India mm. or how Haryana has played well in uh, Subrado uh, uh, school tournaments. So. You see that uh, there, there, there is there is talent in these states which probably don't have uh, good football clubs to uh, to tap them. So look at how uh, Tamil Nadu football fed, uh, uh, is going through a revolution just because they've got clubs. They have Chennai City, they are I-League winners. Chennai in you know, multiple-time ISL winners. They have Sedu FC who've gone out and uh, won IWL. And that's... that's uh, Kickstarted a uh, uh, revolution of football in the in the state. So hopefully, Delhi will uh, provide a, a setup where footballers of all genders, not just not just men, mm. uh, will have a platform to to come up. So it's yeah. very important that uh, a football club comes up in Delhi. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's not been too much talk about uh, expansion of the. Uh, um franchises but um, I was just thinking is it possible I know it happens here in England quite a bit where supporters get together start from the bottom but there mm-hmm. is a pyramid system where they can uh, go up and um, yeah. we, we've just seen it recently Barry uh, supporters were set up their uh, new club yeah. in the Northwest Counties League so I just wanted to see uh, the feasibility of it but yeah absolutely um, we need more clubs in the north and Delhi obviously the capital and fair play to the uh, all the, uh, th- that group that's trying to set this up. Um, um, yeah. um, hopefully, they'll get the support uh, they require. Um, very quickly, just talking about the... Um, we talked about how uh, f- um, uh, an incredible uh, 2020 it's been for the ISL with Chennai mm-hmm. and the really great playoffs. Uh, but when you look at the I-League, it, this is going to be a comfortable Mohan Bagan title, isn't it? Um, the that's first title for a few years. Way, right? Sorry. Yeah, it does look like it does look uh, Mohan Bagan's to win because nobody else is consistently up there. I think uh, Minerva, uh, as in Punjab FC, are the uh, is one side that uh, uh, that has looked decent. Gokulam has been very sporadic. They mm. in uh, lost to uh, Neroka the other day, 
and uh, trow had a <laughs> momentary face of uh, uh, magic but we never expected trow to be challenging for the trophy well, in the first got, place so yeah they've got twice as number of points as what i thought but you predicted so let's uh, keep that credit <laughs> yeah. going to you yeah. uh, there's a lot yeah. of clubs that owe you quite a bit when you think about what you said about jenny and then what you said about trow so um there's a few clubs that owe you quite a bit uh, but yeah so it's looking like a first title uh, after a few years for mohan bagan um uh, one thing i did want to ask you and i should have uh, checked this actually um the playoff winners in the isl did they go into the afc cup or the playoffs for the uh, champions league uh so as of now there is one champions league slot and two afc cup slot right okay so yeah so the champions league slot uh, goes to the uh, the the league champions which is good and yeah, yeah and the, the afc cup is the is a slot that's being uh, uh, given to the isl winners right as of now this is uh, this is the the deal but uh, it's it's I, I'm still uh, a little unaware of how this is going to happen because uh, I-League champions also get an AFC Cup slot. So, uh, does the uh, the ISL winners have to play in the playoffs for AFC Cup is not something I'm very sure about. Probably that is how it's going to be and not direct entry into the AFC Cup. You'll have to play a small one-match one playoff uh, like, before getting into the... Like BFC uh, are doing at the moment. State. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, no. Uh, yeah, like BFC are doing at the moment. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I League will probably go straight, like Chennai City, are straight into the group stage, and the um, ISL yeah. winners will play off in the. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. Um, also, yeah. I have to very quickly mention um, the um, Hero Second Division of the I League, and a couple of clubs. Um, good to see that they're doing well. Is Garhwal FC? I think you mentioned them as well when they did a bit yeah. of a, a preview, and Mohammed Sporting. Um, a real big name from the past, um, yeah. taking it seriously and doing well. So we'll see how that pans out. That's also in the early stages of uh, the yeah, season. Yeah. But it's good to see those two clubs um, doing well. One club that isn't uh, doing too well, and I need to get get your view on this, is um, uh, your boys, uh, Chelsea. Um, they're having a bit of a blip. And I don't know if you caught yeah. the game against Manchester United. They were yeah, very did, disappointing. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the opposite of uh, the Chelsea that uh, I grew up loving. Uh, the, the that Chelsea knew how to win. This Chelsea seems to be like devoid of captains and uh, the 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 killer instinct. Uh, it seems like a lot of boys having fun, but uh, I think it's high time we also start pressurizing Lampard. It it can't be that a, a team like Chelsea keeps giving this excuse as we are a side in transition, whatever. They've still spent a lot of money. And uh, this uh, these boys that you're playing are supposed to be from the best academy in the, in, the, in, the, in the country. So it's not like you can just relax and say, you know, they need to develop. I think questions should be asked about somebody like Mason Mount, how he gets into the Chelsea team every week. Probably not his fault. He's, he's a young chap and... Probably the, uh, he needs to be rested and not given like 40-50 games a, a season. So, uh, there, there are a lot of questions to need to be asked. And I think it's high time. Uh, a little bit of pressure is applied on Frank Lampard. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's, it's about victory, right? So, yeah. it can't be like... Uh, and especially for a club like Chelsea, who's mm-hmm. always had that DNA going. Regardless of 
managers changing and uh, uh, personnel uh, players changing or whatever this club is known for winning something at the end of the year and that that dna is disappearing and that's sad and you've got a huge game in uh, an hour or so against your former boss. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think that will be a good example of what's wrong with Chelsea because uh, Mourinho has that in him, right? To well, eke out a victory and to play dirty or whatever. So, yeah, he, he's, yeah. he's struggling as well at uh, Tottenham. Yeah. At, uh, although they've had a couple of results. But I think uh, the um, places, the, the way they've caught up to your boys especially uh, has been, you know, yeah. it's, it's not through brilliant performances. I think it's down to Chelsea not doing too well. Chelsea's been, yeah, poor, yeah. yeah exactly. And Frank Lampard is untouchable at the moment. Um, we have obviously a lot of coverage here, a lot of talk shows, and I think uh, still uh, everybody's very... Uh, if, it, if, it was not, uh, if it was not Frank Lampard, it was somebody else. Yeah. I think there will be way more pressure. It's it's, it's your boy and uh, yeah. your former legend. So that way, I think for with Chelsea fans as well, that's the thing. It's it's, it's Frank Lampard. It's a, it's a player we all love. So very difficult for us to also get hypercritical because we all love Frank. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll see how the uh, issues around Man City pan out. But fifth place still might be enough to get into the Champions League next year. Because you've got Bayern yeah. Munich this uh, this week in the first leg, so that's going to be very very <laughs> oh, God, tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, just I can't end with Chelsea. I have to talk about my boys. We've got a huge game tonight uh, at the uh, King Power Stadium against Man City. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Man City played on Wednesday, comfortable win, but they're not the old Man City from a couple of years ago, even last year, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But I'm really looking forward to that game. The conditions of it's r- raining and windy, so that's going to affect uh, the beautiful game that Leicester always play. Um, but uh, we'll uh, uh, we'll see how that goes uh, because we want to fight for the second place uh, against Man City. Um, as yeah. always, time goes really quickly when I speak to you, but there is one story I really want to cover, and it came from Asiaville, actually. Um, and uh, I, I know it happened a couple of weeks ago, but... Um, I think I've given you a bit of a heads up on this one that I wanted to talk about this and uh, learn a little bit more in the few minutes that we have is about Srinivas Guada and yeah. all the how it went viral and uh, but it's that <laughs> is something I've never seen before that sort of sport I have to call it a sport because it is isn't it uh, in it is a was sport, it in, yeah. it was in Kerala or was it some other in it South India it was in Karnataka oh Karnataka it was in Karnataka yeah. uh, is that a huge sport there and um, and what did it, you make of the, the uh, how it went so viral? A lot of rules. Oh, it went. It's going viral only because of the the whole political climate of India, where I think we're just looking up to hype up any stories. I think uh, uh, I can't remember uh, who was the author, but there was a very interesting piece about how we are constantly looking at this. Uh, this myth that India is uh, uh, riddled with uh, extreme talent and there is just the system that's not identifying them. And we, we we constantly live in this belief, you know, that we've, we've got a population, such a huge, big population. That means there must be like 10 Usain Bolt somewhere here, <laughs> but we've just not identified that, that, that myth that India believes in it. And so it just got tapped, you know, there, there are so many... The whole thing itself is unscientific. How can mm. you uh, measure a 100-meter uh, uh, sprint mm. in the middle? So it, it was not even like a 100-meter thing. So he had a head start. You count uh, his, uh, uh, you know, the the timing 
after his 43 meters are already over so it's not like he was standing uh, in a in a stand still when the when the when the the clock went on and uh, and technically also is different because the 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 animals are also pulling him a little so there's a Thank little, little bit of a drag factor yeah. so many things there's so many things of course there's no uh, there's nothing wrong in uh, hyping up a, a person who's been extremely good at a sport he is the undoubted champion in the sport and uh, he he's been like he's already won some 30 awards or something he's he's exceptional Hmm. but that's that's where it is to compare some usain bolt yeah. like the entire world has been trying to uh, beat this person and here we are sitting and saying no we've got somebody faster in india so it's just our uh, it's just our uh, a want to oh, believe that the, our uh, the country has got a ridiculous yeah, talent, talent. Uh, when the yeah when the fact that we probably don't even have that talent yeah and yeah. Uh, even if the talent is there of course there's no system to bring that up but Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, great. Uh, Mr. Srinivas himself uh, denied the opportunity of uh, going for a trial. Oh, and he he yeah yeah he said uh, my sport is different than the fact that uh, I use a heel a lot, and it's different from running on toes. And he had way more sense than all the all the big guns in this country who were calling him. Well, that's uh, breaking news for me. I didn't know that he turned yeah. down the. Uh... Yeah. All right. Okay. So fair play to yeah. the gentleman. Fair uh, play to him. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was uh, extremely polite about it and he, he was uh, and that that's the truth, you know. I we uh, recently also this is not the first time it happens in India. We we hear these kind of stories all the time. There was recently somebody who was giving a a a, a trial at a police uh, selection camp and he ran really fast or something and people lapped him up and said he's probably uh, the best runner we have and then he was given a trial and he was nowhere near our athletes well like he couldn't even yeah so it's not as simple as just seeing a viral video and thinking oh god he's he's the best or whatever it's well that, yeah, yeah. It, it did go viral and uh, obviously it went all the way to the sports minister but fair play to the gentleman for i didn't know that ending um because i just assumed that he would have gone to um, no i mean as a as a sports minister you have no other option but to do this yeah. if you don't offer then there will be a lot of criticism saying you are not uh, encouraging or whatever so yeah. he did what uh, any any politician or anybody in that position would do by giving him a, uh, an opportunity to uh, give out a trial or whatever but uh, yeah it's it's one of those very indian things yeah <laughs> yeah we're not quite a sporting nation yet we've got quite a few yeah, other exactly. issues uh, we are getting there but we're not there yet um, we are always looking for our superhero supernatural stories just to you know forget our uh, day to day. forget the fact that we are very bang average in sports so we are always looking well, for these kind of stories i'm going to slightly dispute slightly because you're the expert i'm just the amateur here <laughs> but you know when i when i look at some of the performances of uh, our wrestlers or some of the boxers or some of the um badminton players you know there there's a few shooting, there's, shooting, shooting is, is a huge area. one yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's a few federations yeah. hockey i think i've got their yeah. game together now and we're one of the top 5 6 nations in the world yeah. so there's a couple of federations that are doing an incredible job we just need a few more yeah, to get yeah. um, the thing around um very very lastly uh, because I, i've we've not talked for a couple of weeks but i don't want to to leave it too late but i was really impressed with some of the videos i saw about the kerala sevens tournaments and the huge mm-hmm. support is this obviously it's a huge sport in kerala but 
Yeah. This has been something that's going on for ages, and who plays in it? I know they're regular oh, footballers. Oh, and... yeah, I mean, it's uh, I mean regular players also play there, but uh, uh, it's it's a temporary setup. Uh, basically, once uh, it's it it almost rains six months in uh, Kerala, so the other six months is when sevens really pick up. Right. So it it's played in field and the temporary stands and all that stuff. So usually, say from December, it picks up. and the peak seasons happen in like jan february and march and by april i think most of the seasons are over uh, uh it's it's a it's a what it's a counter culture movement in itself this is this was my topic of uh, thesis when i was uh, oh, wow. doing my masters yeah so in in 2013 and uh, that's where i explored multiple uh aspects of this game including racism including the fact that a lot of african players are brought to the country saying they can play for the league but they are actually brought for this particular sevens league and wow. they get trapped in the whole setup and yeah this yeah this is a so if you look, look at the origins itself it's a uh, it has multiple uh, theories of origin so the one one belief is that uh, uh especially this happens especially in the malabar side and malabar literally translates into or malappuram literally translates into the lap of the hills okay. so essentially uh, this is a mountainous area so it's very difficult to find huge grounds that mean they had to uh, play football in smaller grounds and hence seven aside football seemed more uh, you know uh, perfect for for the for the ground sizes that they had Right, and also this theory that uh, a lot of football in Kerala, especially, uh, is uh, especially in Malabar, is influenced by uh, British Army, who okay. was camping there uh, against the uh, Tipu Sultan and Hydra uh, Hydrali in the Anglo uh, Mysore Wars. So uh, when the the Britishers used to play in the grounds uh, in the side, the Indians would try to mimic the same game. so they were playing in smaller spaces again meant uh, uh minimum number of men could only play the uh, the game and ideally i think this is the this is the most true story um paddy fields are divided into small small rectangles yeah. if you've seen yeah yeah so uh, because uh, uh i mean different set of uh, seeds and uh, so that just increases the the probability of a better yield and all that so one rectangle Uh, is ideal for seven aside if you look at it so of course uh, usually yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one rectangle is uh, left free and that's where the football happens and that's where the temporary stands are and uh, there's also a lot of local pride in it uh, sevens really went big in the 70s when a uh, lot of uh, if you look at uh, malabar it's a lot of muslims and it's it was seen as a one of the most uh, downtrodden area and uh, they, they historically only they, they have uh, if you've heard of the mopla rebellion that was one of the the first mutiny against the british okay but uh, a lot of people uh, started the freedom war and all that so it is historically a little backward area and uh, so hence the sport itself has a a, a certain backward uh, uh angle to it as well a lot of people within kerala uh, look down on sevens football and seen as a, an inferior game to play and it's, it's more right. physical and yeah there's this that's what i say <laughs> it's a, it's a huge socio political oh cultural goodness. impact yeah and even the fact that uh, in the 70s uh, 
when the gulf exodus was happening in kerala so if you look at kerala a lot of it is nri money so it's a lot of uh, malayalis work in the the middle east yeah, yeah yeah and when they first spent in the 70s and the late 60s uh, the money that they brought back they started um uh, making small small tournaments in their name so i would go and come back and i would say nevin thomas tournament and that will be a sevens football tournament so a lot of oh, gulf wow. money came in and uh, really uh, influenced the sport in the 70s and the 80s and that meant a lot of money for footballers so footballers are coming here so the likes of uh, im vijay and bajing bhutia all of them have played sevens at some point so really yeah yeah im vijay wow. is also like a legend in uh, yeah. in sevens even the likes of rafi and uh, sahal and all would have played at some levels but and now that there is more professional setup and uh, the the federations are really strong and stringent on uh, players playing in sevens they don't want to encourage it because of the chance of getting uh, uh, injuries Infinite. and all that stuff yeah but what a story uh, sevens has always been like a uh, an alternate income for uh, footballers in the state and especially if you look at uh, footballers from malabar so you talk about aina sadathodika mohammad rafi all of them all uh, zakir all of them would have played uh, uh, sevens at some point and that could have been the entry to their football as well wow uh, i was yeah, it was it, just it, a it, last minute question that i had <laughs> in my head for a couple of weeks because i'd seen, I'd seen clips of it and the incredible passion yeah. the incredible support what a background story nevin i keep yeah, telling it's a parallel economy and uh, there is a kerala sevens football association also <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's a huge world it's on its own and every now I think I've uh, I've said this to you off the record uh but on the record I'm going to say you've got a few books in you my friend um <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's uh, it's time that uh, one of them came out because the stories you share briefly are so interesting I just did not know the background to this and uh, what a story as well um and um it, it gives a social fact, background I would urge you if you have your netflix um, subscription yeah. there's a movie called uh, sudani from nigeria right so that's a malayalam movie which is uh, roughly based on this uh, foreigner who comes to play sevens and he gets injured and how this manages so but like it's a brilliant movie i thought i think it's one of the best made movies on like kerala football Oh, and wow. it's a sweet movie yeah it's a sweet movie and it's subtitled and also i'm sure you can also pick it up right i would really suggest it because then you will get the uh, uh, gist of uh, what sevens football means and uh, what football itself means to uh, people of malabar well i won't be watching any champions league cuz lester are not in it but this is something <laughs> i will look at uh, watch and uh, i think you should definitely watch i'll send you the link i think you should send it to your uh, uh, you should share it with your audience as well it's one of the gonna, sweetest movies to have come out from the malayalam film industry i'm going to watch it and then i'll i'll i'll, I'll tweet afterwards because i don't want to uh, prejudge uh, but sudani um, i've noted it and it's uh, one homework i will do before we talk next week or uh, soon after i think the name itself will give you an idea right it's it's called sudani from nigeria so uh, it's the fact that we go, we call every player from uh, <laughs> uh, africa as sudani and uh, there's a lot of uh, 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 cultural references there as well but yeah you, you'll enjoy the movie it's, it's a fantastic movie. i was looking for something because I, i i know we've really pushed the boundaries today on the podcast but i just finished watching uh, uh, netflix on uh, leeds united going home 
which oh. I found really interesting from last season that they covered it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you've given me something else to watch because I was struggling to find something. So I really appreciate the recommendation. Um, but yeah. uh, as always, time's flown by, uh, Nevin. Always a pleasure speaking to you, my friend. And um, hopefully we can um, look forward to a lot more conversations, especially with the ISL playoffs coming up. But thank you for today. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, my friend. Have a brilliant evening. It was back fun, home. Yeah. yeah. Take care. Have fun and hope Leicester is going to beat City. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, uh, we'll start with your blues, then we'll end with my blues this evening. And uh, <laughs> that's why yeah. we're recording on a Saturday. Um, uh, I better not say this on the podcast hopefully, anyway. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully a day for the darker blues. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you, Nevin. Take care, my friend. All right. Bye.